Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode two of a podcast I like to call This and That. Podcast where we talk about anything and everything that's going on in the world news, sports, gossip, drama, you know, the old shebang. In this episode, whoo, we got a good one. Do we have a good one? Let's take a look here. We're going to be taking a look at who is remaining in the Democratic race for nomination. Uh, we're going to also be taking a look at the primary and Koskis so far. And we're going to have a little gun talk. And uh, Mike Bloomberg is signing out, excuse me, sending out robo-texts. And Florida, once again, is fucking up when it comes to medical marijuana. <clears throat> oh, oh boy. All right. Well, let's hop into this uh, primary and Koskis's as of right now. Uh, Joe Biden just won South Carolina, updated at 12 a.m. Monday, March 2nd. Yup. Joe Biden has officially won South Carolina. Uh, he had 255,323 votes, <clears throat> um, 31 pledged delegates, and... Sanders got 10 pledged delegates with 104,389 votes. So, hell yeah. Of course, we all know Bernie won Nevada and New Hampshire. So, that's what's up. Let's see, what is the polling like as of right now? CNN by SSSRS uh, has Sanders polling 27%. Biden 24, Warren 14, and Buttigieg 11. <clears throat> uh, by the way, I'm getting this off CNN Politics, the news network that Trumpkins love to call fake news. <laughs> this poll is from CBS News slash YouGov. Uh, they have Sanders polling 28%, Biden polling 17%, uh, <clears throat> Warren polling uh, 19%. That was Snapchat, by the way. Hey! Um, I don't care. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, Buttigieg, 10%. Uh, and this one's the Washington Post slash ABC News. They have Sanders polling in at 32%. Uh, Biden at 16%, Warren at 12 and Buttigieg at 8 Let's just say each and every poll here has Sanders polling the highest. <clears throat> uh, and who, who, who do we got for the presidential candidates remaining? We've got, on the Republican side, Trump and Wield, which I'm sure Wield isn't going to do anything. Uh, Wield, honestly, Wield should just drop out. He ain't going to win anything. I'm sorry. It's going to be all Trump on the Republican side. Wield might as well just drop out. But on the Democratic side, we got Biden, Bloomberg, Buttigieg, Gabbard, Kolbachar, Sanders, and Warren. Did I say that right? Gabbard? Gab Gabrad? Gabbard? <clears throat> wow. And of course, we have... Whew, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 Democratic candidates dropped out. 18 Democratic candidates have dropped out. <clears throat> and two Republican, that is Stanford and Walsh. Bennett, Booker, Bullock, Castro, D. Blastow, 
Delaney Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, Hickle, Hicklooper, Asali, Massasam, holy fuck, I'm probably butchering these names, O'Rourke, Deval Patrick, Ryan, Andrew Yang, Langadang Dang, Williamson, Steve, Stever, Stiver, and then Sistan. I'm, I'm butchering these names, but yeah. <clears throat> Those are your candidates who have dropped out. Again, two Republican and many Democrats. So that just leaves two Republicans and seven Democrats remaining. Honestly, in my opinion, <clears throat> there should be three Democrats who should drop out. Kolbachar, Warren, and Gabbard. You know... I haven't, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't really seen them doing anything too special. Like, you know, Kolbachar and Gabbard are the top two who should probably drop out, you know. Like, where have they been? Where are they, you know, they're polling, like, probably near dead last in the polls. So, yeah, they're, <clears throat> they ain't polling near anywhere towards a nomination. They, they're, you know, <clears throat> but... Holy crap, Joe Biden winning South Carolina. Whew. This is an article from uh, FNN, as called by Trump supporters, fake news network. <clears throat> Former Vice President Joe Biden is heading into Super Tuesday with the momentum of a huge win here in South Carolina. And the argument that he is a lone viable alternative to Vermont Bernie Sanders. <clears throat> nah. He is not a viable alternative to Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Sanders has a massive... Sanders has had a ma... Wow, I can read. <laughs> I am fucking tripping up everywhere, bro. I'm tripping balls. <clears throat> but Sanders has had a massive head start in money and organization and is looking to notch a big win in California. That is going to be a huge state. Huge, huge state for... A lot of candidates. <clears throat> and the rest of the field is left scrambling to prove that they belong in the race. Exactly. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and Minnesota Senator Amy Kobuchar are defending their home states. Whereas Sanders is also considered to be a strong contender. Eh, of course. Oh, let's see. Let's look at the map here. Do they got any results for Mass? No, they don't. I was going to say. <clears throat> I have a feeling... <clears throat> Obviously, Vermont's going to fucking go to uh, Bernie. I mean, come on. That's Bernie's state. How many delegates is Vermont? Let's see. I'm trying to look on the map here. Where is it? Vermont. It's 16. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's going to be won by Bernie. No no doubt about it. That That should be won by Bernie. Vermont is Bernie's. I'm hoping every state is going to be Bernie's, but uh, Texas is big and California, whoo, California is the biggest here. No, no question about it, but <clears throat> that's going to be big. 415 delegates. Woo wee. <clears throat> that, that's going to be big, but as of right now, a lot of polls, which honestly, if you think about it, polls really don't mean jack shit.
other polls do have Sanders taking it. But Trump even said this as well. <clears throat> They're trying to take away the nomination from Bernie Sanders. They did it last year. And a lot of people have been saying that. Oh, oh, they're trying to take away the vote from Bernie Sanders. Bernie's winning it this year. You know? Bernie's gonna fucking win it this year, man. No, and if, buts about it. But, uh, whoo. <clears throat> Keeping on the, uh, topic of politics. I was gonna save this for later on in the stream, but. Yeah, let's do it now. Mike Bloomberg wants you to text him back. This is from uh, Cleveland.com. And <clears throat> as part of his multi-million investment in the Ohio presidential campaign, former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg is trying to slide into your texts. Bloomberg, a Democrat, has already launched a ad blitz in the state and hired off a staff of nearly 100 people. Whew. Yeah, honestly, this guy has been running campaign ad on TV after campaign ad. I'm watching XFL football today and, bro, I'm seeing nothing but Bloomberg ads. I'm like, bro. And, and it's funny. He's honestly been the only candidate, the only Democratic candidate to really put out a commercial. I don't really watch TV too much anymore. But. As far as I've seen for presidential campaigns. Yeah I know Trump put one out during the Super Bowl. But it's. There's been a lot of Bloomberg ads. He's been really pushing it. That's what happens when you have a lot of ching 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 ling dang. But. <clears throat> apparently he's been sending people text messages. Um, and the text messages would normally read, Hi, I'm Joe from Mike Bloomberg's campaign. One of the messages reads, With a so, with so much at stake, Americans deserve a Democratic candidate who can beat Donald Trump. Will you support Mike? That's basically what the text messages uh, would say. And by now, everyone is used to online and television ads. They are... Com they are complacent, and especially in this election, which has already seen more than $500 million spent on television alone. <laughs> Bloomberg, I'm going to admit, is spending the fucking big bucks on television. I'm not going to lie. He is spending El Big Bucko on television. El Big Bucko. <laughs> Even political phone calls have been around for decades. I haven't really gotten any of those. Honestly, when a robocall happens, I just ignore it and hang it up. You know, I ain't really got time for that bullshit. Or if it's like a scammer, I just like to fuck with them. But direct texting potential voters is one of the latest trends in politics. I cannot read worth shit. Whether voters want them or not, with campaigns big both and small using the method. <clears throat> But, yeah. <laughs> JC, oh god, I'm gonna fucking butch in his name. But this is uh from Twitter. This is from JC Moon Undiux. 
Diax, I don't know, but sorry, man, if I butchered your name, and he tweeted out on Twitter, said, I got a text message from Bloomberg's campaign, and I'm very, very careful about who I share my personal phone number with. How are these people getting a hold of citizens' private information? Hmm. That, that, excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. Got the burps. But, yeah, that is a good question. How the fuck are they getting people's private information? That's what I want to know. That's that government these days, man. The government. You never trust them. But, yeah, JC brings up a good question. How the fuck are they getting a hold of people's private information? That's scary. That is really scary. You know? That, that, it's like... I don't want you having my personal info. I don't want you sending me random campaign texts. And I guess Federal Trade, Federal Communications Commission's rules make use of the robocalls and robotexts for political purposes illegal. Ooh. Ooh. So is Bloomberg provoke? Ooh. Ooh. So is Bloomberg pulling an illegal act here? Let me read that again. Federal Communication Commission rules make the use of robocalls and robotext for political purposes illegal. So Bloomberg is actually illegally running his campaign here. And I know what you're thinking, well, how the hell is he doing that? Well, robotexts and robocalls for political purposes are illegal. So yeah, uh, Bloomberg, buddy... <laughs> <laughs> um, you're kind of breaking the law there. Uh, you, you might want to stop. I haven't really gotten a uh, a text message from good old Mini Mike, as Donald Trump calls him. So I think I'm good. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy, man. Fucking Mike Bloomberg. And, and, and if you think about it, Bloomberg has been the most active candidate when it comes to really pushing his campaign out there. You know, I've seen a lot more Bloomberg ads on TV, you know, I, I don't know, I think I've seen a couple Bloomberg ads on the internet, but I haven't really paid too much attention to the ads because I have an ad blocker. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, man. This is this is crazy. Mikey Bloomberg using freaking robo texts here. That's that's interesting. And it and again, it makes you wonder how the hell is he getting people's phone numbers? That's that's some crazy shit. That is some crazy shit. What what do we got next here? As we move swiftly along and we talk about politics and all that wonderful jazz. Man, I know this ain't uh, on the list, but fuck it, I'll throw it in there. The coronavirus. Whew. I can tell Trump gives two single shits about it. Of course, telling people not to panic. And of course, 
well, of course you're going to panic about it. There has been one reported death already from the coronavirus. Um, they had a news conference about it today. And they took XFL football off just for that. And what's funny is ABC was the only one doing this. I did check uh, one other news station. They didn't have it on. But uh, I didn't check all of them. But... ABC cut away to like a special report before the uh, LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy, before the LA Wildcats and New York Guardians game. Watch me some XFL football. I don't know. Maybe more towards week five, I'll talk a little bit about XFL, but they have a news conference about coronavirus, and I guess people are saying, oh, don't panic. And it's like, Of course, I, I don't want to get sick, bro. I, I ain't fixing to get sick anytime soon. You know, that, that shit sucks. Getting getting sick really does suck. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Having a cold. Having, a f having the flu. Having any type of bug virus or, or any type of thing sucks. But, hey. I'm just hoping that it doesn't get any worse and it doesn't spread throughout the U.S. But, uh... I guess Trump has it under control. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Oh, boy. But, hey, I mean, it's been held under control. I guess they're putting travel restrictions to Italy, South Korea, uh, and a couple more places I forgot. But I didn't really watch the news conference too much because, honestly, I didn't give two single fucks about what Trump or Pence had to say about it. It was probably just some BS anyways, but... Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Crazy stuff. We'll just have to see how that all unfolds and how that all crazy fiasco plays out. I mean... Shit, I hope I don't get it. <laughs> let's, let's look it. Let's look it up here. Corona, coronavirus. Let's let's see. Oh yeah, coronavirus live updates. Trump expands Iran travel restrictions. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. There's also uh, restrictions to Iran traveling to Iran as well. I think I said that, but. Hold on, what, 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 what is the coronavirus? Common human coronavirus. I'd like to learn more, please. CDC is responding to an outbreak of a respiratory disease caused by a novel coronavirus that was first detected in China. Oh, that's right. They also have uh, limits and restrictions and travel to China. Which has now been detected in 60 locations internationally, including the, in the United States. The virus has been named SARS-CoV-2. And the disease it causes has been named coronavirus. Disease 2019, abbreviated COVID-19. On January 30th, 2020, the International... Health Regulations Emergency Committee of the World Health Organization declared an outbreak a public emergency 
a public health emergency of international concern. PHEIC. On January 31st, 2020, Health and Human Services Sanctuary Alex M. Azar II declared a public health emergency PHE for the United States to aid the nation's healthcare community in responding to the COVID-19 virus. Huh. Interesting. And I guess what, what may happen? Okay, what may happen? More cases of COVID-19 are likely to be identified in the coming days, including more cases in the United States. It is also likely that a person-to-person -person spread will continue to occur, including in communities in the United States. It is likely at some point widespread transmission of the coronavirus in the United States will occur. Oh. And I guess right here is a list of the uh, CDC's response. CDC established... COVID-19 incident management system on January 7th, 2020. On Okay, do we got anything that's more recent? Oh, here we go. February 28th, CDD issued a health alert network. Update and intern on the outbreak. What is this? We'll take a look at this. Summary. The centers, okay, but you get it. It's it's some crazy stuff. It is it is some pretty crazy stuff though. All I can say is wash your hands, stay clean, take your showers, do anything and everything to stay clean and sterile. <laughs> but anyways, who's ready for some gun talk, shall we? Because this is a good one. This is from APNews.com. New Mexico governor to sheriffs enforce gun laws or resign. That's right. Sheriffs are refusing to enforce new gun laws that are in place in New Mexico. New Mexico Governor Michelle Gramshin. Holy smokes, these names. Signed a red flag gun bill Tuesday that will allow the state district courts to... Corks courts to order the temporary surrender of firearms and she urged sheriffs to resign if they refuse to enforce it which good for fucking her i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna say this now if you're an officer of the law and you refuse to enforce a law because you don't like it you, you shouldn't have a badge all right laws are put in place to be enforced if you can't enforce said laws and you can't abide by said laws kiss your badge goodbye resign get off the police force we don't need you you're just a liability to the american people laws are put into place to be abided by not disobeyed not enforced because you don't like them Of course, flanked by advocates for stricter gun control and support of law enforcement officials at a signing ceremony, the New Mexico, New Mexico governor said the legislation provides law enforcement authorities with an unurgingly needed tool to deter to deadly violence by temporarily removing firearms from people who pose a threat to themselves or others. 
another case, domestic abusers, domestic violence, and all that. You know. And notice how it says temporarily, not permanently. See, that's what the right-wing media and Trump are spewing out here. They're, they're spewing out that, oh, we're going to take your guns, we're going to... We're going to raid your house. We're going to take all your guns. We're going to take all your... No. Absolutely not. That's not what we're going to do. Alright? That's what the NRA, that's what the right wing wants you to believe. I'm sorry to say it's not true. That's just more lies and right wing propaganda BS. And go ahead. Call me a liberal. Call me a brainwashed leftist all you want but in the reality but in reality i'm speaking the truth honestly it's just that the right wing cannot handle the truth okay again wherever the hell we're going to take your guns came oh that came from the right wing what am i talking about we all know where that came from that came from the right wing that came from the nra you know that came from all the right wing nut jobs they're just, all the right wing is doing and all the NRA is doing is just spreading fear-mongering BS, lies, and propaganda. That's all they're doing. The NRA doesn't, doesn't give two single shits about their members. As much as their members think they do, they don't. All they care about is profiting off of you and filling their big fat wallets and sitting back and watching innocent people and children get murdered. It's sad and pathetic. I'm sorry to say, but the NRA is a terrorist organization that needs to be shut down. It does not belong in this country. It doesn't belong anywhere. It's a terrorist organization that supports nothing but murder and violence. But of course... Some sheriffs from mostly rural areas oppose the bill in committee hearings as a violation of constitutional guarantees due process, free speech, and right to bear arms. Free speech. Okay. Right to... Yeah. See, again. More right-wing lies and BS right there. No. These laws do not infringe upon your rights. Does it say they're going to take away your guns permanently? No. Only temporarily until you are stable to handle a gun. Okay? We're not trying to take away your guns permanently. We're not trying to ban you from buying a gun permanently. Okay? That's not what's trying. That's not what's going on here. All right? And I guess some sheriffs oppose of the of the bill because I guess it imposes upon the second amendment it imposes upon their rights which in reality it does not the New Mexico governor said shares should have the opportunity to oppose any proposed policy changed but they cannot they cannot enforce which is true let me read, let me read that again 
I'm not saying her name because I know I'm for fact I'm going to butcher it, so I'm just calling her the New Mexico governor. But the New Mexico governor said sheriffs shouldn't have the opportunity to oppose any policy change, but they cannot enforce. They cannot enforce. If they really intend to do that, they should resign as law enforcement officer and leader in that community, she said, which she is 100% right. Again, if you cannot enforce said laws that are put in place... You should not be wearing a badge. You are a liability and a threat to this country. Again, it's it's just right-wing lies and BS. New Mexico Sheriff's Association President Tony Mace of Calabola County said that the new law goes too far by potentially impounding guns before any crime is committed and that he said other sheriffs will assert their distortion over its enforcement. Which means they're going to pose a threat and a liability to the American people. Because, the thing about it, cops really don't honestly give two shits about us. <laughs> and this is more proof right here. Okay, this is just more proof that the police are corrupt. They'd rather put themselves over the American people because Allah hurts their feelings. Because Allah isn't within their beliefs. Tough shit. You're on the force to serve and protect the American people. If you fail to do that, then you shouldn't have a badge. Plain and simple. If you, if you fail and cannot enforce the laws that are put into place, you should not have a badge. It is that simple. So the officers of New Mexico who are against this law and will not enforce it, I suggest you resign. I suggest you turn in your badge. Because at this point, all you pose is a threat to the American people. And of course, they, they went on to said, we do not work for the governor. Excuse me. We do not work for the governor. We do not work for the legis legislation. He said, we work for the people that elected us into office. But at this point, you're not working for the, for the people who elected you into office. Enforcing the law is not working for the people who elected you into office. That's just being corrupt. That's just being self-centered. It's, it's sickening. It's disgusting. If you cannot enforce any laws that are in place, you deserve, you deserve to not have a badge. Plain and simple. Because you pose a threat to the American people. The laws are in place to be enforced. No matter what your beliefs are. New Mexico lawmakers last year expanded background check requirements, which were desperately needed, to most private gun sales and banned firearm possession from people under permit proactive orders for domestic violence, which is also much goddamn needed. I'm sorry to say, but domestic abusers and people who like to commit domestic violence should have no right to have a gun. They are a violent and vile person and need help. 
And until they get said help, they shouldn't have the right to own a gun. They're a sick person. They like to conflict pain upon others. Why should they have access to a lethal item that'll allow them to conflict more pain upon others in their current state? Why? Explain to me that, you gun nuts. Why should we allow domestic abusers to have guns? Huh? Why should they have the right to own a gun? Why? They're violent and sick people. They shouldn't be owning a gun if that's what they do. If you domestically abuse people, you shouldn't be owning a gun. Plain and damn freaking simple. If you cannot enforce the laws that are in place, you should not be an officer of the law. Plain and simple. Highlighting discount in rural communities, elected commissioners declared Roosevelt County a sanctuary for Second Amendment guarantees on Tuesday, recognizing the right of the local sheriff not to enforce any unconstitutional firearm laws against any citizens, which, again, said law is not unconstitutional. The only reason why people are saying gun control is unconstitutional because that, again, is the right wing spreading BS and lies. That, again, is the right-wing brainwashing people into believing right-wing BS and lies. That's not true. Alright? The country of roughly... The country of roughly 20,000 residents eject to Texas is the least... is of at least a dozen of New Mexico counties to embrace the sanctuary label. Excuse me. This year's red flag, red flag legislation allows police and sheriffs and deputies to petition a court for the surrender of household firearms within 48 hours from people who appear to pose a danger to themselves or others, which is awesome. It's beautiful. It is what's needed. Again, if you're a domestic abuser or an abuser of any type, you shouldn't be owning a gun. Anyways, <laughs> this article goes on to real... I'm, I'm going to leave the link in the description of the uh, Podbean description and the YouTube description as well for everyone to take a look at this full article if you all want to read it for yourselves. Uh, all the topics and everything that I've talked about will be in the description on the Podbean article. I mean, on the Podbean post and on YouTube. Uh, I forgot to mention, I am going to be posting these podcasts now on my uh, second YouTube channel, Boston32332. So if you guys haven't subscribed to that, go subscribe to that. Uh, and Well, you can catch the podcasts there. Or if you haven't already, follow me right here on Podbean. Because what I'm probably going to do is... I'm probably going to first post the episode on Podbean. Then I'm going to post the episode on YouTube. 
probably like uh, a couple days after. So if you guys want to hear the episode early, make sure you follow the Podbean account right here. But anyways, <laughs> enough of the gun talk. Let us move on to an article from military.com. And this one is Top Marine Orders Confederate Paraphernalia to be Removed from All Bases. Good for the Marines, man. Good for the fucking Marines. Fuck yeah, man. That's what's up. That's not sarcasm. That's actual cheers and happiness, man. That's that's what the fuck is up. As states continue to grapple with a passionate debate over whether to display statues and other tributes to Confederate leaders, which they shouldn't, because they're a bunch of racist, excuse me, racist douche nozzles, Marines have been told materials won't be tolerated on any of the corpse installations. Fuck yes. Command, Commandant General David Badger last week, David Berger, you guys can read the articles down below for yourselves and not have to listen to my shitty reading. But David Berger last week instructed top Marine leaders to remove Confederate-related paraphernalia from the services bases worldwide. Which is, is good. I, I like that. I mean, I'm sorry to say, it's a racist flag. And I know how some people say it's Southern heritage. Oh, it's a symbol of God. It's none of those. Yeah, it does stand for the South. But then again, it also stands for racism. It's a racist flag that doesn't belong anywhere. It's a flag that deserves to be burnt. It's a disgusting flag that I want to vomit at the sight of. It stands for slavery. It stands for racism. It doesn't stand for anything else but that. But uh, good for the Marines, man. Good for them. Remove that shit. Fucking burn it. Use it as fire fuel to light a nice campfire. I'm sure them flags will burn pretty well. In his memo, a copy of which was obtained by Military.com, Badger also ordered leaders to find ways to move more women into combat jobs. Let's fucking go. I mean, come on. To review the possibility of year-long maternity, maternity leave for female Marines to extend the personal leave policies to same-sex partners. Basically, open more things up, you know, not focus everything just on men, you know, let women have more involvement in the military that needs to happen and it needs to happen badly, man. Women should be treated equally as men. And there's no and if buts about that. And there's no question about that. That's facts. Women should be treated equally as men. Women should be treated equally as men. Anywhere. On the work site. In the military. Anywhere. But shout out to the Marines, man. This this is awesome. This is 
I'm all for this, man. This is this is great. Honestly, I, I laugh at people down here in Florida who wear Confederate flag hats, who have Confederate flags on their vehicles. I, I just laugh and say under my breath, racist asshole. <laughs> but speaking of Florida, let's let's have a little marijuana talk, shall we? Oh boy. Florida Senate moves to cap THC potency for medical marijuana. <laughs> Ron DeSantis fucking up even more. Honestly, at this point, medical marijuana is going to become bullshit in Florida. Prices are already ridiculous as it is already. Some companies charge way too much. A company that I've ordered from, TrueLeave, they charge $53 for an eighth. Yikes. And of course, I, I see what they do. They like to base it off potency. They price it off potency, which is stupid and not the way to price marijuana. It should be poor. It should be more priced on size and how much you get. Like 3.5 grams should be at least 35 to at least 30 to $40 within that range. No more than $40. Eighth should be. And of course, another company that I've ordered from Stratera, they have a cartridge out for 90 something dollars right now. And it's, I think it was like an 800 milligram cartridge. I tried it. It was good. It got me fucked up, bro. It was good. But a little pricey, a little bit pricey. Again, they're basing it off potency, which is, eh, not a big fan of. But this is coming from the MiamiHerald.com. In a last-ditch effort at the tail end of the legislative session, the chamber most likely to oppose a cap on THC has taken up the issue, which I hope it falters. I hope it collapses and I hope it doesn't go through. After weeks of rumor that Florida House was pushing an amendment that would put a cap on the amount of THC in all medical marijuana at a potency of 10%. 10% bro. I would hardly do anything for me at all. 10%? That's it? Wow. Bro, that would hardly do anything for anyone at all. Like, probably light smokers who hardly smoke at all, but heavy smokers like me and people who've been smoking for a long time, like, nah, that's not gonna do anything, bro. Hell no. The proposal was finally filed Friday afternoon in the Senate. THC is a main psychoactive compound in marijuana and can come from the form of whole flower marijuana oils, vaporizers, and edibles. But... <sighs> oh, here we go. Current law places a limit on the amount of THC in edible products only, all right, which may only contain 10 milligrams of THC per serving and 200 milligrams in total. The levels are much higher in what most patients would normally consume, according to industry experts. The amendment caps THC at 10% potency for patients under 21 years old. 
Okay, well, they haven't said, they didn't say anything about that. Now, that's the first I'm hearing of this. For patients under 21 years old with exemptions for those who are terminally ill and for patients whose doctors can make a case for medicine with more THC. Harold said she is concerned about the amount of THC young people have access to and that marijuana could negatively affect the developing brain. I get that. I have been very concerned about this. You're seeing increasing percentages of THC and marijuana, and this is not your granddaddy's marijuana from the 60s. <laughs> Hell nah, motherfucker. This ain't no granddaddy's 60 weed from back in the day, man. Hell nah. You know what kind of percentages we talking? We talking some pretty high percentages. Some pretty high ones, not gonna lie. Around 80 to 90. And yeah, I get it. They don't want kids getting too fucking blazed, but come on, man. I honestly thought they were gonna cap it for adult medical marijuana use. You gotta love the fucking media. It's like, be more clear in what you're trying to say in your freaking headline, you dumbasses. Because it literally, it looks like it's for both adult and child use. Like, it doesn't clearly state that this is only for, like, patients under 21 years old, which... I'm glad this doesn't affect me, but <laughs> I don't know. See, I, th I thought this was for both adult and uh, child use, but uh, nah, it's just for patients under 21, which I guess that's all right. I mean... I don't see what the fuck the big deal is. Honestly, you already got kids that are 16 years old smoking fucking weed. That's probably 80 or 90% THC already. Fucking 16, 17 year olds getting fried out of their minds already. But I don't know. That's what happens when you have uneducated people running your cannabis system here in Florida. <laughs> they want to put all these crazy restrictions and fucking rules on it. And, you know. But the current, there's a current limit in place for uh, the amount of THC in edible products only. But I, oh, oh, of course it was a Republican that brought it up. The bill put forward by Ray Roduzzi, we'll call him Ray. He's a Republican, cited research indicating that high-potency marijuana is associated with earlier onset of psychosis and the development of schizophrenia and marijuana. Okay, it says he had some research, but yeah, where the fuck did said research come from? Because I'm looking at this, and it doesn't say where his research... That's bullshit. That's BS. That's fucking bullshit. That's BS. Come on. Uh, it, it doesn't even state where the research comes from. Therefore, you know there's no research. You know? 
They're just trying to scare people. They're just trying to put more fear tactics upon people who are using marijuana. Come on. Oh, my God. Jesus fucking Christ. Woo! I'm telling you. Uh, oh, my God. I'm telling you. People here in Florida are uneducated about marijuana. Big time. Uh, again, where where is this research coming from? Let's see. Let's 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 let's. The Swedish study. Oh, oh, oh. The Swedish study. What the fuck is that? The Swedish study. Cannabis and psychosis. The latency physiatrics. Okay, let's let's read this here. Hold on. In a fifteen-year-old follow-up study. A 15-year-old follow-up study. Okay. Of 45,570 conscripts in the Swedish army. Sveen. Oh, my God. Do I have to butcher a bunch of names this podcast? Sven and... Andres Anderson and his colleagues found 21 cases recorded subsequently as suffering from schizophrenia among those 752 individuals who had taken cannabis more than 50 times. Okay, but were they tested for schizophrenia? Were they, you know... This finding represents a relative risk of 6.0 times that the cohort as a whole. None of these 21 individuals have been diagnosed with schizophrenia when seen at the age 18 years. Okay. Alright. So we're answering questions here. So none of them have been diagnosed with schizophrenia when seen at the age of 18. Although they were 3.1 times the risk of other psychiatric diagnoses. I'm just going to call him Anderson and colleagues interpreted that the association as casual that cannabis is a cause of schizophrenia. No, it is not. Although they also acknowledge that the. What's the way that personally or other characteristics that precede the onset of schizophrenia are associated with increased likelihood of cannabis use. Huh. What? So we're we're gonna we're we're gonna base this shit off of a fifteen year old study. So let me get this straight here. Let me get this straight. These motherfuckers dug up a fifteen year old study on this shit. And decided to pass a bill because of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the description as well, but... <laughs> I'm not having it. I'm not. I'm still not believing it. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm still calling it bullshit. Because I have not heard one person get diagnosed with schizophrenia because of marijuana. I have never heard of that. 
I'm not having this study. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Despite this support from Speaker Rep. Jose Olivia, I'll, I'll leave it down below so you guys can read it. I'm butchering names. Miami Lakes Republican. The idea never progressed in the House. Good. Senator Jeff B. Brandis. Senator Jeff Brandis, who held a press conference earlier this week urging the House not to push a THC cap, said that he believed more moderate Senate. Senate. I can read. More moderate Senate would hold the line on the issue. Which, if you think about it, putting a cap on THC is not only going to hurt us financially, because medical marijuana is kind of helping out Florida right now financially, but recreational marijuana would also help them out financially even more. But let's keep reading here. Physicians understand much better than the legislation, legislator, legislation what's best for their patient, he told the Herald slash Times in a text message. Let the doctors weigh the benefits and risks for their patients. Harold said the same. Harold said she and Berndez have very different views on the issue. You can have people who don't want any caps on marijuana, which is me, she said. They want free pot everywhere. I wish. It's not unanimous support for any regulation whatsoever, but this is reasonable. But this is a reasonable safety precaution. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then they have it from the industry perspective. I was going to say, wait, is that fluid? Wait. Oh, that's fluent. Uh, oh, oh, fluid. That used to be Knox Medical, but it isn't anymore. But let's read from the industry perspective here. Opponents to the amendment say that the mandate will become a burden on medical marijuana providers. Yes. Force prices up for patients and drive patients patients to the black market to self-medicate with higher THC marijuana. Boom! There you go! Exactly what the fuck I was talking about. It's going to drive people away. It's going to hurt the medical marijuana sales. In 2016, advocates in Colorado pushed to limit THC to 16% via referendum, but ultimately withdrew the plan. I, I cannot read, and these are some big words. My brain can't handle them. Again, I'll leave links to the articles so you can read them yourselves, so you don't have to deal with my shitty, terrible reading. <laughs> A proposal in Washington State to cap cannabis at 10% THC is currently stalled in the committee. Good. Keep it stalled. Don't even let it fucking pass. With lawmakers indicating that last week they will prevent the measure from moving forward. That's what we want to hear. It proposed in Washington state to cap cannabis at 10% THC. Yep. In Alaska, a proposal to cap marijuana product potency at 76% THC was also voted down. So yeah, a lot of states want to limit it, but they're getting shot down. Good. We don't need limits on the amount of THC people can smoke. All right. 
think about it. If the government starts butting in here, if the government starts limiting things, then people aren't going to want to buy. You ain't going to make money from cannabis. That's the one big thing that the government doesn't fucking understand is if you limit cannabis at any point or to any extent, you're going to affect your profit. You're going to affect the money coming in. And we all know how the government loves their money. Well, the motherfuckers, wake up. This is affecting your money. Okay? You putting these stupid laws and these stupid restrictions on marijuana is affecting marijuana sales and profit for you. Just thought I'd give you that little little bit of information there. Of course, you probably wouldn't listen to this anyways because you probably could give two single shits or two shits any any kind of shits. Hey, that's what again. I mean, again, that's what happens when you have uneducated people running your cannabis system. It becomes a fucking disaster, and it it's a disaster here in Florida. Prices are ridiculous. A company by the name of True Leaf, I've mentioned them before. Charge 60 freaking dollars for a gram of shatter. And they also charge $60 for a gram of crumble. $60. You can get a gram of shatter on the black market for about $20 or $30, depending on who you go to. This is why... <clears throat> The government needs to keep their damn hands out of marijuana. They don't know nothing about it. And of course, they're just going to take advantage of it for their own financial gain. And of course, what's funny is their lack of education on cannabis is killing their financial gain. You know, they want to put all these stupid restrictions in place, but... Uh, the reason why they keep getting shot down and the reason why they're, they're not put in place is because there are some people in the government that realize that hey that that's gonna kind of mess with the cash flow that's gonna kind of mess with the chick chang a -ling -a dang you know but hey government don't give fuck you know but it's sad it, it really is sad and 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 i mean i hope we can elect some <clears throat> Educated people in the in the office who actually know stuff about cannabis, you know that that would be great. That would be lovely. That would honestly be nice, but I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. And I I do I do know that a lot of Democratic nominees are for the legalization of cannabis, which is good. Uh, a big candidate that is for cannabis is Bernie Sanders. He is a big candidate on marijuana. Uh, and he's also big on expunging the criminals that are currently in jail for possession of marijuana or any marijuana-related charge. You know? Bernie wants to free those... Who have any type of marijuana charge. You know? And I support that. You know, I support Bernie Sanders. I'm going to admit he's the one who I'm voting for. I know 
You really shouldn't say who you're voting for, but honestly, I don't give a fuck. You know? I have the right to say who I'm voting for if I if I want to or not. But uh, Bernie's got my vote. You know? I was supporting Biden there for a little while, but I think I'm starting to hop off the Biden train at the next stop here. I mean, yeah. Again, he did win South Carolina, but I may have to do a uh, an episode where I go over Bernie's policies and look into them and talk them about talk them about them a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we end this podcast episode, I have an announcement to make. I'm no longer going to be posting the episodes of this and that on Podbean. I'm now going to be posting them on a new website called Anchor. Uh, that's because Podbean has a time limit on how many episodes of a podcast you can post. So I'm going to be moving them over to a new website called Anchor.fm. This website is also a podcast website that allows you to post as many episodes of a podcast as you want, unlike Podbean. Uh, the new link is anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier. So just go to that and you'll find the new place for the podcast. And also what's cool is that this site also allows me to post a podcast on Spotify. So if you have a Spotify account and you listen to Spotify a lot, and you enjoy the podcast, and you want another way you can listen to it besides Anchor, well, boom, follow the podcast on Spotify. And also another way you can listen to it is I'm going to be posting them on my second channel, uh, which is Boston32332 on YouTube. That's right. The podcast will be also going up on the second channel. Once again, that's Boston32332. So go subscribe to that. And I also be tweeting out when a new episode of the podcast is live. So my Twitter is jmosier401, so go follow that. So boom, there you go. I'm expanding it out. I'm making it a little bit more easier. And this site will allow me to do that. So I will see you all in the next one. Peace.